Hello and welcome to the Over Underachievers, the only podcast in the world that talks about sports and gambling. I'm one of your host, Knox McCoy. Joining me as always, still tweeting about the January 6th Capitol riots, it's Jason Waterfalls. No, I'm not. I know, you never were, but Jack Del Rio, the defensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders, he still is. Do you see he got a little bit of trouble talking about no. that? What He's like, how are riots different from a coup d'etat? In the Capitol building, and everyone on the internet was like, "Well, let's we'll explain it to you." And then he doubled down. He was Jackie D. Double down, and he was like, "Here's what I meant." And everyone was like, "Not better. Stop talking, Jack." <laughs> and I just, I don't know. I don't know that football coaches. I just, I don't even want to say. Don't talk about politics. Maybe just don't get on Twitter. You think that's fair? Just don't. No, there's nothing here not for fair. you. More coaches on Twitter. You want to get rid of Lane? Yeah, but see, Lane is. Uh, he's honed his craft. You know what I, I mean? I know he has, but we have to take the good with the bad. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that I want Jackie D on there, like just wild styling about politics and like uh, cultural events. I don't, it's more bad than good. hundred percent. It takes a Jackie D to appreciate Elaine K. I, <laughs> you Didn't might not be up, wrong. <laughs> Elaine K. We'll work it out. Like it, there's a rhythm to it. Like we'll find it uh, eventually. The Overunderachievers is a show intended to consider news from the sports world in the prism of overs and unders. However, from time to time, we do discuss gambling in a variety of ways. Accordingly, we are not experts. We do this for entertainment. We do this for camaraderie. And we will always tell people to gamble responsibly. Jason, how are you doing? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. I hope you are coming off of a respite. You look tan. You look in fuego. Mm. I hope you're mm-hmm. feeling that on the inside as well. Thank you. I appreciate that. I am feeling in fuego. I'm feeling rested. A lot of downtime. A lot of DAT. A lot of looking at the 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 waves reading some books, you know, just like luxuriating and having nothing to do. I really jumped off the internet and I loved it. Felt I really heard, good. I don't remember if it was in the episode or AUA, uh, there might've been a, a bocce ball that uh, oh. you took kind of seriously on the last day. There's a lot of bocce ball uh, that I took seriously. Um, so here's, okay, you want, let me, I, I'll be real here. I'll be honest here. I'll be truthful here. You know, part of it was just getting into the episode, but uh, I'm a big bocce ball fan. I love it. When I was a kid, I would see families playing it and I would long to be able to do that, you know, but for some reason we just like never did that. And then for a spell, we started going those Gulf Coast beaches. Not a lot of, not a lot of beach territory. No, can't really play on those beaches. Okay. Cause they're all occupied by chairs, but you know, where I go low country style, Hilton head, big beaches, expansive beach, especially when the tide goes out, the, the, the world is your canvas to paint beautiful bocce ball art on. So the last couple of years with our kids getting a little older, I'm like, we're, we're playing this. And we went with, you know, my parents and uh, my sister and her kids and uh, we got into it. And let me tell you, you know, who's a secret uh, snake in the grass at bocce ball? <laughs> I'm not naming a name. Cause what if it's wrong? Ashton McCoy, dead yeah. eye, sharpshooter, <laughs> dead eye. And she's not, she talks a little trash with it and that's her right. And she, she deserves that. And she's earned that. But, uh, you know what she did? She did the worst thing you could do. She beat me like, I don't know. You know what she did? She did like, it, it was like 10 rounds and she took like six of them from me. And then she left and she's like, I'm out. And like, didn't give me a chance to like catch up. And it was, it's the smart tactic, but, uh, I'm still a little, I'm smarting over it. You know, there, there was no way you're going to win. She, she won. So now she was done. Are you a, uh, are you a lawn darts? Badminton, um, cornhole, uh, cornhole, bocce. Oh, yeah. Like, wh- wh- rank them out for me. Which ones I like the best? Which one I'm yeah. the best at? Uh, do both. Um, the best at cornhole, probably really? twice as better th- than you are. That's obvious. Wow. Okay. Bocce ball would be next. Uh, I also like cornhole the most. Uh, bocce ball is, uh, you know, you can play it on various surfaces. So that's why it's always mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, we've got a set here, and you can do it on grass. You can do it on the the court, whatever that stuff's made out of artificial sure. grass sand you know so i like i like the mobility of that one versus the cornhole you got to have the boards you know the problem is for me with the bocce ball um i'm too no good darts. i hit i hit the white ball too much you're too you know good what I mean? you I'm just got you just got much. done talk, talking about how you lost your wife and she walked away because you were so terrible that she no. didn't even see you as competition anymore but i wasn't terrible i was too on okay so i'm constantly hitting that white ball so i'm disqualified right that ball's dead I can't play that ball, right? So I just have to be, I have to tell myself, hey, man, be less good. But then the, the shoulder devil's like, you can't stop being less good. Be more But awesome. if one of the main rules is don't hit the ball and you keep hitting the ball, how is that too good? Because it is kind of impressive to be like, man, you did like do the exact thing everyone's trying to do. 
uh, and like missed by a centimeter by getting too close. So it still is kind of impressive. Here's the next story out of you. I love playing horseshoes and I ring it around the top so hard that it goes flinging off and like flings way out of the dirt and it's not even close. But are people still playing horseshoes or did Cornhole take that over? <laughs> I feel like it should have taken that over. You know, my old one of my old houses um, had when I bought it had a horseshoe. No, on both sides of the side yard. No, I don't like that. horseshoe pits. Yeah, I don't like a horseshoe pit. I don't like that. I don't like cornhole. I just I don't really enjoy it. I don't like when I go to social situations and it's forced on me because I'm either going to be social or I'm going to be competitive. I can't do both. Okay. If I see cornhole at a social situation, I, all I'm thinking is who's on my team, who are we playing against, and when are we getting started? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you're sizing it up. That's the smart thing to do. I just, I don't like these, let's do social things, but let's also be competitive. Like the the ring on a string that you're trying to hit around a hook. Yes. I don't like that either because Why? I'm trying to destroy you. And now I'm trying to like talk, how's your day? How's your job? Like, what's your opinion on the January 6th Capitol riots? No, we're not doing January 6th. No. The key no, with Jack Cor- Del Rio is I'm correct. Not, correct. Right. That's what he would do at a coaches on part. Twitter are, let's just leave it sure. broad. Coaches okay. on Twitter are, uh, here's how you do cornhole. Okay. So then you and I show up to a party. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then we find other people, some other guys, and then we go, Oh, Greg, I'll say, Oh, Greg, do you want to be on my team? And then you'll mm-hmm. be like, Hey, Larry, why don't you be on my team? And then okay. you and I get to go stand on the same side oh, okay. next to the same okay. board. That way, all we have to do, we're being social sure. and we're competing, but you and I just only have to talk to each other. But we're competing against each other. Yeah, I mean, we have to figure that out because that's See, not going to well. I'm not going to talk to you then. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to be like, hey, man, how's it going? Back to the coaches, though. Now that we're talking about Jackie D at Cornwall, I would like to watch a show. We're going to talk about some game shows here in a minute. I'd like to watch a show where like a fan of a team that sucks gets to play Cornhole against the coach of that team. You know oh what I'm saying? Oh, my gosh, I love that. Because I think it's the great equalizer. Because like Cornhole's Cornhole, like there's not like elite athleticism. So what was if, the ABC Wide World of Sports with the with the actors being the athletes and and, oh, and the whatnots? See, there uh, it was like the Battle of the Network Stars. Yes, Battle like of the that. Network Stars meets Joe's versus Pros. Listen, I would I definitely do that. I would definitely watch the heck out of all. That. I said I want the title bring back Pros versus Joe's. Bring your beef. Bring your beef. I like that. Yes. I think that's you good. might have a problem with Jack Del Rio as the coach or yeah. as the Twitter person or as yeah. the representative for the commanders. And then we can just that's that's you're three gonna, acts you're sit right here in front of God, me and everyone else and say you wouldn't watch Jack Del Rio play cornhole against AOC. I would. I you're, would. You're telling me the GM of the Browns in Baker Mayfield in a cornhole tournament right now where they have to stand on the same side of the board aren't going at it. I'm watching that. I'm just watching that all the time. So oh, I don't know. you know what? Uh, mm-hmm. Girardi just got fired by the Phillies. Yeah. <laughs> Girardi versus Bryce Harper. Right I now. I love that. Let's go right now. Let's film that right now. Come on. Joel Embiid versus Ben Simmons. Cornhole. We got to start. <laughs> if these guys are going to get paid so much money, we have to get something out of it. You know? I don't care if they tweet during it. They don't even have to talk to each other, but they can tweet during it. And then we got the tweets live on the screen. You know, because nobody likes to like look at each other or talk to each other yeah. anymore. But um, let's let's do that. Um, that was kind of an old guy drive by. No one I likes know. to. Everyone's staring out on their phones, man. You get off a plane. We don't talk Listen, to each other anymore. It's we just, look at our phones it's now. All ages. Let me be very clear. Sure. It's not millennials. It is. It's not it Gen Z. Is. It's every freaking age. If you have a device, you're on it. Period. We didn't really talk about because I was gone. Uh, we didn't talk about the match. We didn't talk about Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Do you have any hot takes? To bring away from it. I don't know that Tom Brady's worth all that money as the number one Fox analyst. I still don't. That's okay. not a hot take for the record. Pro. The joke he made about his wife seeing enough of his balls. Okay. Yes. Con. Literally everything else that he said. <laughs> Pro. Josh Allen is so freaking likable. Yes, he is. Con. I don't like Aaron Rodgers any more than I did before, but he played pretty well. He played pretty well. Do you think anyone said, hey, you are going have to have to be like a little uh, convivial. Like we want you to like be conversational with the television. Nope. Or and he didn't on the like, last one either. He's got a uh, big bow to your sensei energy. Him being the sensei. Bow to your sensei. You know? Bow to your sensei. I don't know. I kind of hated it, but I also kind of respected and loved it. So I had a lot of complicated I know. He was almost likable on there because he was just being himself. And I do yeah. respect that. That would be me at a cornhole match at a social <laughs> event. I'm just <laughs> no, trying to win. I'm not trying to talk to you about your day. You and Aaron Rodgers in social event in social uh, events, I don't think have the same aura. Let's just put it mm, that way. 
it's it's uh, depends on the social event. But You're going to be trying to destroy people. Aaron's going to be trying to bring people to appreciate him. You know what? The, the clarification: If the vibe is we're not competitive, I'm great with that. But the second someone says one thing or does a scoff or a snort or a chortle, I'm going for the neck. Okay, I'm going for the throat, and that's, and that's on fair. Them. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm a, I'm I'm a real pleasure at parties. I would say. <laughs> Um, okay, let's go. Let's do our uh, rapid fire, rapid-ish fire, uh, overreacting, underreacting rundown here. Uh, first up, we have the Aaron Donald deal. Are you overreacting or underreacting to three years, 95 milli, fully guaranteed, highest paid non-quarterback in football history? Underreacting. He's worth it. It's ridiculous. I don't know how the Rams are dealing with their cap and all of this money. That's their problem, not mine. Um, I think that he played this correctly in, Hey, I might retire. You know, I, I, I could be done here. So I think most me, people should start doing that now. They should just <laughs> either give me 95 million over three years, or I don't mind not having that hundred million in my bank account. Yeah. I'd take a year off. I could, I could see Fiji or something. I don't know. I look, I, I was, I'm underreacting to the contract and I'm, I was underreacting to the, uh, retirement news. I'd, I would have seen the validity of taking a year off, you know, but I just, I think you alluded to it. I'm more overreacting at the Rams cap situation because I just want someone, you know, like on Vox.com, sometimes they'll do like, you know, the uh, uh, financial crisis explained and they just break it down for stupid people. So I'm like, oh, okay, great. I know that now. I want them to do the Rams cap situation explained because when I think about it, I just think of like verbal gif. Troy, Donald Glover on Community walking into a room on fire with pizzas and just be like, what? Like, what's going on here? I just don't understand how they can afford all this. And they're still probably going to sign OBJ. What? Meanwhile, the Patriots are terrible and trash. They don't have any talent. I don't understand this. What's going on here? And part of that is also in that explanation. I want to know who the worst is and who the best is and whatever Mm -hmm. the worst and the best means. And if the Rams are one of them, I want to know that. So just give me three teams. Who's the worst? Who's the best? dealing with the cap or against the cap this year and where do the Rams fall on that? That's the scale I need to know because the amount of times that they trade and sign people and big money and Tavon Austin is now with the bills, but he was with the Jaguars last year. Did you know that? I did. I did not to be honest. Yeah. With you. And, but I, is, are the Rams still paying him? I don't know. Where's Maybe, um probably, are they still paying Gurley? Jeff Fisher? Are they, are they still like paying they Jeff Fisher, Todd Gurley, like all these contracts? How do they just get rid of them? Is less need just better the best GM trade wise in the league? What's going on here? I do think uh I don't know, fifteen percent of his success rate is his hair. Less he has great hair. You know? his vibe. He's got a good vibe. I think they get on a Zoom call like another GM does, who like is probably self conscious about his hairline or just like his like fit, you know, or his like his like vitality or physicality or whatever. And they're like, Yeah, Les, that sounds great, man. Should we be friends? Like, should we hang out? You wanna go to Boca? Hey, we already are friends, and then just hangs up and's like, We are not friends. <laughs> Trade request accepted. Let's go. Let's do this. Um, Okay, let's do uh, the Denver Broncos. They were purchased yesterday by son of Walmart, by an heir, a scion of some kind of heir of Walmart. Um, And and that price, that price, I wasn't surprised they were sold, obviously, you know, uh, at the end of last year. $5 billion. That's the, uh, that's the crazy part because the, you know, Pat Bolin, the, the trust that controls that no one, uh, none of his, uh, family members, there was no central figure. Usually when that happens, that means they're going to sell and disperse. Um, David Tepper, do you remember how much David Tepper bought the Carolina Panthers for? Two something, correct? 2.2. 2.2. 2.2. 2. 2. 2. 2. 2. Okay. I was going to say 2.5. Yeah. Okay. And that was the most recent one. Uh, yep. In December of last year, the Broncos were evaluated to be probably worth about $3.8 billion. Yep. Um, and this so, is the Broncos. It's a good franchise, but it's it the is. Broncos. So I, I can't imagine. I know no, like, no, like the prestige, like the Cowboys or the Patriots or um, uh, one of these prestige uh, franchises. I know they'll probably never be for sale, you know, but I would love to see what the open market could fetch. According it. according to my sources, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, like Brad Stevens is, too. I love Brad it. Stevens is going back to uh, IU to coach, or not back to IU. He's going to IU to coach. Oh, are you serious? No, man. I, I, I would have bought it. I would have bought your my source sources, saying it. Not the reality. According to my sources, the Broncos are the second highest valued NFL team. There's no way that's true. You you have your Cowboys source is won. a is a Google bot that you've no, wandered onto a site. It's definitely Wikipedia, but I think it's because it just sold for that. But it's Cowboys 1, then Patriots, Giants, Rams, 49ers, 
And then now the Broncos jumped all of those teams into second place because they got sold for that amount. Sure. What, what, what number do you think they really should be? I mean, honestly, if... Cowboys, well, Patriots. I, I mean, I probably would have thought if the Panthers are 2.2, comparatively speaking, I would have said 3.2. But it's just... And I think when you go bid format, which is what was done here, I think 3.8 is probably... A little heavy, but a little accurate. But 4.6, you know, he just, you got that Walmart FU money and you want the team. So that's what you're going to do with it. What are the Cowboys valued at then? What are the Patriots valued at? If the Denver Broncos, which would have been like, I don't know, 2 billion a few years ago. Sure. Are, are now at $4.65 billion. The Cowboys are like 10 billion. Man, listen, uh, I think they could get 10 billion. And the whole, there's a really interesting part about the Cowboys, not just because of the brand uh, and who they are, but uh, Jared Jones many, many years ago negotiated the right to sell their own uh, merchant apparel. So only, that all belongs only to team, the Cowboys. Yeah. And they, yeah. they have a culinary, whatever it's called, uh, hospitality company with the Yankees. So they own their own that thing. Like it's just, it's just crazy. Jerry Jones is definitely a guy who would um, ejaculate into one of his own shoes at this point. But this he has come also, up on the show several times. I'm starting to wonder if he it's did not. do it. It is reported and he did it. I don't know what to tell you. I just want to keep referring to that. But I he's know also, you do. He was a very smart, very, very cagey businessman. So, you know, kudos to them. My dad, he sent me a, uh, let me see if I can find it. He sent me an article uh, talking about how uh, with the sale, John Elway officially lost $900 million because way back when he was, off, Pat Bowen offered him, he was like, you could have your deferred salary money or you could get a piece of the team. And John Elway took the deferred salary money instead of the equity in the Broncos, which I don't know, maybe John Elway's not good at management and like big picture things, you know, who knows? Uh, okay, we're not doing record. John Elway slander as I've got a John Elway plaque hanging on sure. my wall next to me. So do you want to do this? I respect what you like about it. But it's just a sad article about how much money he just lost out on, which is it a, is a sad article. But you're not so, bringing it up as you're sad for him. You're bringing it up as a jab. So I, I just want to know: Are we what playing I'm cornhole saying, right now or not? No, we're not playing verbal cornhole. What I'm saying is the decision to not take I don't equity. Like verbal in, I don't either. I don't like the word cornhole. To be honest with you, the decision to not take equity in a football team would be like signing Brock Osweiler and be like, "This is our guy. This is the heir apparent." What if he signed him twice? He <laughs> says, "Now, are you interested?" You got to be really feeling yourself. Go. I'll I'll go from Peyton Manning to Brock Osweiler. It's tall guy. Tall guys are like that, very hey, that, uh, that, that last season. Brock was almost beating him out, so it was uh, not a good look. Uh, okay. Speaking of uh, people, you want to reconsider here? So Drew Brees, uh, he was on uh, NBC. He magically grew some hair, um, did some games, and now he's no longer on NBC. Uh, he's not coming back to the NFL either uh, because he's going to spend more time with his family. Um, I like that when Dennis McDennis face, whatever the new coach of the uh, Saints is, whatever Dennis his name Allen. is. Sure. When he was asked for comment, he was like, hey, um, when Drew was joking about coming back to football, that was definitely a joke. He was not coming back to football. And it's like, dang, Dennis. I think the vibe was more like Dennis was like, I'm pretty sure that was a joke. Right, reporters? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Dennis was like, hey, we're good. <laughs> we are good to go. We're set. We've already got one guy who can't throw five yards. Why would we have two guys? Did you see that Drew Brees is saying that he wants to spend time with his family? Yes. I, I think that that might be an um, agent-written statement. Well, so uh, you're probably right. NBC announced it, and they called it a lifestyle choice. And they, I, I don't know if it was from the That's agent, so but it was terrible. like the idea that going from football to uh, NBC and Notre Dame football, it was just so busy and nonstop. And he just needs a second to breathe. So I want to ask you, do you think, because um, he's obviously, you know, he's going to spend time with his family for like three weeks and he's going to get into something else. What does that say? I'm going to give you three categories. Is it going to be coaching, talking, or leading? Okay. And when I say leading, I mean like a, a speaker consultant that a company brings in about like how to be cooler and have more synergy. And he's like the guy who comes in and does that. So the correct answer is leading. Just seems mm -hmm. like that type of guy. Mm -hmm. The answer I think that he would be the best at is coaching. But I think he ends up talking. And I've already seen rumors. I don't have sources Ooh. on this. Wait, you're supposed to you tell me I always have sources. I have oh, sources on this. Yeah. Um, that say that he's already being considered for Fox's number two analyst role. There's no way that's going to happen. There's no way that's going to happen. Maybe. There's a no way that's going to happen i just Pod i see him more in the vein of middle school football head coach and oh high school come on now don't do no this. i think he's gonna start middle school i don't know what did he game. do to you no I, it's late in the oh, game he's he gonna work tom up. brady oh i got no 
Yes. I don't think he did actually. Uh, he's going to work up to it. Okay. He's going to get to high school, but first he wants to learn because he saw the value and like, Hey, maybe I should actually like learn the thing I'm doing first before I get into no, it. He watched that Sean Payton Netflix movie. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He was that, that middle school or was that high school? I think it, I don't know. Honestly, I don't if know. That was high school. That it. was rough games. But. Small kids. That was, there's no way that was high school, but I think he's going to like do like a four year stint in a middle school and go like 98. No, you know, okay. Drew Brees like, is not doing a four year stint at a middle school. <laughs> To be honest, four years. Do you think years, Jim Harbaugh can make it four four years in high school or middle school as a coach? Because that would be listen, amazing. I'm I was just thinking of Jim Harbaugh's like meteoric rise in in head coaching. No, you're totally right. In defense of me, I did also lay out a mathematical equation where I think a middle school football uh, season would be 29 games. Um, so there's a lot of flaws with that. I should have caught on to that. <laughs> That's on me. There's a lot of flaws with that scenario. I don't know. I'm just, uh, I think coaching, amateur coaching, Trent Dilfer, Phil Rivers, something like that. And then we'll see him pop up somewhere else. He, or maybe this, he'll just like do that. He, is, he is not in, I just need to break up that that group. Trent, Trent Dilfer, Phil Rivers. He is, Drew Brees is not in that camp. He's not in that category. And by Yet. the way, let's get Phil Rivers doing games. Okay. I would love Phil Rivers to do games. Oh, I don't know why he's not doing oh games. come on now. You know what I'm doing right there? <laughs> I just, why can we switch out Drew Brees and Phil Rivers? Drew Brees, go live Phil Rivers' life. And can you Phil imagine Rivers. Phil Rivers in the um, Mexitoni Dungy on the Saturday, on uh, the Sunday, uh, Sunday night football set? No, no. It's like a live wire. And like, uh, I just, I need Tony to have a little bit more energy on the show. You know, well, Phil's going to bring it. So maybe it's a yin and yang situation. I love it. I love the idea so far. Um, something I'm not loving uh, thus far is the Trey Lance camp buzz. Um, right what now. are you hearing? What are your sources telling you? Well, so my sources are, it's interesting because if you've noticed, there's been um, a little bit of like Trey Lance. It's looking really good. But early in May, there was a ton of like Booger was like, I don't know that he could even play in this league. Um, I, I think uh, there's a national NFL beat writer who said that he had talked to staff members from San Francisco and they are continually underwhelmed by him. So I think a lot of this news now is a little bit of uh, damage control, probably. Um, but George Kittle's gotten into the mix. He's starting to talk about it. And he's like, I think he's a lot like Josh Allen, which is just a stupid thing to say. Just a very dumb Careful. thing to say. We do you know? not need George Kittle coming at us. No, okay. I don't want him coming at us, but I think your CTE is showing, George. Like, you need to think before you speak, okay? <laughs> because... No, I'm, I'm just, that's, that's a crazy thing to say. But he was like, look, he just, I think his quote was, uh, he said he's got a, an, an insane ceiling, okay? And I think when you're evaluating quarterback and you're like, the Yeah, but that's a diss. That means you're pop, not high Exactly, yet. exactly. So, so I don't that think means George, he's, he's saying something smart, not no, bad. No, but I don't think he meant to diss him. I think he's like, this is a compliment because literally nothing else he does is good, but this will sound like a compliment. This is a good thing. And it's actually a secret diss. So I don't, if if I had to say, if I was like, you have to buy stock in Tua or Trey Lance this season, I know you you'll buy Tua. You just you just did a five minute monologue about how Trey Lance sucks, and then you're like, do you want him though? Tua, Mitch, or Trey? Mitch. Okay, okay. French kiss, Mary kill, <laughs> Tua, Trey, and Mitch. Listen, I'm not answering that. You have to. You ha- literally have to answer this. Okay, okay. French Mitch, Mary Tua, and oh god, kill Trey. The- that is a dark trio. It Why really don't you is. do it? You're really like, nope, I'm not doing this. No, I think you, I think you have the right combo, but I was just reminded about how dark that is. You know what? What does this have to do? Because I have not seen from my sources a lot of Trey Lance buzz, mm-hmm. but I am seeing a lot of Jimmy Garoppolo is definitely getting traded buzz. Oh, really? And are we not running out of time here? I mean, I think the time to trade Jimmy was before the draft, right? So when that happened, I thought, well, he's definitely staying. And that, that's my sense. He's going to stay and it's going to be like a um, platoon deal or we're, Jimmy's going to get hurt. So Trey will have to step in, but we're not ready to put it all on Trey Lance yet. Well, Jimmy just had March shoulder surgery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why he didn't get traded at before the draft. Because I wonder what the recovery time is on that. For Jimmy G, probably a while. <laughs> He's just he's just a fragile guy. You know, he gets hurt a lot. I know. Is he bad? I don't know. It, uh, look. Okay. French Mary Kill <laughs> Ryan Tannehill. Okay, I knew that was coming. I I was prepared for it, so I'm ready to hear this. Jimmy G. Okay. And and Cam Newton. French Mary Kill. God, you have forced why are we, me. Why why did you do French? You just didn't want 
you have TM on Smooch or over the podcast or what? I'm just trying to mix it up. Just okay. trying to mix it up. All you right. know, some linguistical diversity. Um, I, I appreciate that you've put me in a situation where I have to say marry Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> But I'm still not going to do that. I would rather marry Jimmy G. Did I finally trap you with one of these when you always trap me with one of these? I will marry Jimmy G. I will French frick. I will French Ryan Tannehill and I will kill Cam Newton because Cam Newton cannot throw a ball in the air anymore. And his comments are insane. Also, his comments are insane. Generally insane. So that's uh, that's kind of tough. I don't know, man. It's uh, the I mean, the Niners are just in a real pickle here and I don't know how they resolve it. I'm switching. Well, I'm marrying. I'm marrying Trey Lance. He hasn't done anything wrong. Wow. Okay. Okay. I just uh, I'm killing Tua. I agree with you on that because I, I don't know. Just because I don't know, and he's had a shot. Trey has not know. had a shot yet. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know if we're going to see it this year. Um. Okay. Let's move it on. Uh, NCAA Super Regionals. You watch any college baseball uh, through the regionals and like the conference tournaments? Well, glad Andre's not here because I watch a lot of Tennessee. Okay. Okay. My brother. Me too. I'm a big fan of them. I they really like their so team. So freaking good. There's and the fans are so rednecky, and I don't mean that as a pejorative. They're fun. Yeah, I know because okay. you want a T-shirt. We know. We know. No, All I already got apparel. one. I already got one. It's fine. They're just really rowdy, and I like the coach. Um, he seems like a good dude. I like the guy who throws gas. Even though I'll be honest with you, which guy? There's a couple of them. I can't remember his name, but he's the one who comes in like throws one or two every Joyce? time. It doesn't look like one or two to me. You know, it Is doesn't that a college look like effect. I don't. I don't know, but it's like on the gun. It's like. 101, 105, 120. I'm like, I don't know if that speed gun is as accurate. But uh, so if I said like you have to claim an allegiance to a team, obviously, you know, Notre Dame's in the mix because I think they square off with Tennessee, right? Didn't that who they drew? Yeah, I have no I have no allegiance to okay. Notre Dame. To Notre so you're Dame free baseball. agent here. So are you are you no, I'm on Tennessee. Tennessee? I'm on Tennessee. Yeah. I have twenty dollars at plus eight fifty. Ooh, spicy. I didn't even think about betting on college baseball. Placed April third. Oh, okay. For them to win the World Series, College World Series. Did you get a little nervous in that Georgia Tech final? I did. I did. I did too. I did too. Honestly, I got a little nervous against that Campbell team because that Campbell team looked like a bunch of construction working 48-year-olds who all they do is take uh, take pitches and hit foul balls. I was really impressed with that team. Um, I, let me throw some, if you're in the mood to consider some alternatives to hedge, let me throw some uh, alternatives at you. Okay. Auburn. Uh, only because they have this dude named Sony DiChiara, I think. Um, Auburn, speaking of coaches getting into politics. What did they do? On Twitter. Bruce Pearl or the other guy? Bruce. Um, Bruce. I didn't say say it was bad. I didn't say it was good. I'm just saying he made a political statement on Twitter. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, But Sony DiChiara, or however you say his name, uh, just under 400 for the year, 20 home runs, uh, weighs 263. And he looks like he weighs 263. He, he is built like a beer league softball guy. And I love it. I love it, it so much. Pablo Sandoval, the panda. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because when he showed up, he got up to the play. I was like, what's happening here? And they're like, <laughs> I like Auburn's this. four and away best player. And I was like, this guy looks like King of the Hill. Let's go. So big fan of him. Love the big boys. Uh, the Louisville alternate jerseys. Yes. Did you see these? Like the yes. old Astros, but like shades of red. Boom. Big fan of that. Um. Another reason I'm glad Andre's not here, UNC, um, this kid they have in center field, Vance Honeycutt, which is all-time baseball name. All-time um, baseball, yeah. Did you see his uh, catch to avoid the tie ball game in the regional final to destroy Georgia? They're coming back, and it looks like this kid's hit a home run to tie it up, like in the eighth or ninth or whatever, and he just goes over the fence and snags it. Uh, br- all-time brutal, all-time brutal beat for the the Bulldogs. But that kid, he's a true freshman, and he's really good. So a lot of good teams, a lot of good characters to root for. I think I'm still going to be Tennessee. I think it's mainly because there's a big dirtbag energy. The fans are very rednecky, and they're I think they're huge. Th- I can't remember which. It's Beck. I think the th- uh, three-hole guy. Um, he didn't know how to slide. And I knew this because I watched one of those SEC behind the scenes deals where it shows everybody in slow motion doing stuff. And he keeps trying to slide and he's doing it like a fire roll or he's doing it like a, a child, you know, jumping out of a car that's on fire and about to explode. And I feel like that's just going to be like a, re- a recurring thing in the College World Series. Sec- second old man mm. take for me today. I don't think anybody knows how to slide oh, anymore. Wow. You notice you, or, there's that one guy that like slides and then when he slides, he like perfectly yeah. gets up. Remember when that was going around a little bit? I don't even know who he plays for, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. So that yeah. guy was awesome. But besides that, it's like a high ceiling with him. And then everybody down there is not 
you know, there's no clean, awesome sliders. Okay, this anymore. is a great take, and I love it so much. What was your like? Tell the people what kind of slide philosophy did you have uh, as a ball player? What, were you head first, stand up slide? Absolutely not head first. I, I, absolutely not. No left left leg left leg. Okay, bent under yeah. right leg. <laughs> Cleats up. <laughs> okay, so you're like Ty Cobb style. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, you gotta you gotta get low and let the momentum take you. You don't you don't go you don't go just like vertical down into the slide. You gotta go at a 45 degree angle. Would it surprise you to know that I was a big head first slide in the first base guy? That Absolutely was my not. that was such my vibe the whole time. Just literally proven to I know. not be faster. But I was like, keep you know running, what though? It looks awesome. It looks and feels it awesome. It does not look awesome. Why did that? That guy was out by four feet. Why did he slide head first? I don't know, but first? he's immediately dirty. And I know he's a gritty guy. He's a hard worker. I was head first all the time, <laughs> all the places. Your coach would be like, Knox, stop bunting on your first at bat and sliding head first. Like, but I got to set a tone, coach. And you're I'm like, a tone I, checker. Got to get dirty. I got to get I dirty. Mean, it like, it's it been a while since I watched uh, last year, but the uh, little sleeves they wear on their hand uh, when they get on base, like to prevent like finger jams or whatever, like getting stepped on. Oh, like the mittens? Yeah, that was an innovation. I didn't know about that. I was pretty, I was pretty interested in that. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not um, in on that. This is my old okay. Be the old guy. Be the old guy. Uh, so, I, I don't know how the old guy's going to factor in this, but uh, let me ask this. So <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. So let's talk. <laughs> we're no, you we're not doing do, this. Okay, no, let me, let's do broadly and then we'll move on. Okay. Um, so there are new Deshaun Watson revelations, you know, where it's not better. It's worse, which are just repeats of the yeah. same revelation. So who is this? And his lawyer is a the, moron. The Rusty Harden is anytime you do the thing of like, Hey, happy endings are part of getting massaged. And then immediately the next day you're like, so that's actually not true. And I shouldn't have said, <laughs> have you, are you a big massage guy? Do you get a lot of massages? No. I've been one in my life. I'm not saying, I'm not saying yes after Look, that. I got one and it was on our anniversary trip in Hawaii with Ashley. And the entire time I was uncomfortable and I didn't like it and I was not a fan of the experience. Um, so when you hear that Deshaun Watson got 66 over 17 months, um, feels like a lot. Somebody, I don't, it doesn't sound like a lot. It, if it's 66 different sure. people, which it seems like it is, that's, that's a, a lot. Because a lot of these guys get massages and chiropractor and all this acupuncture and all these different things, and they freaking deserve it. But not what he's got going on here, quote unquote, allegedly. And I'm putting that allegedly even in quotes at this point. It's gotten out of hand. And what the heck are the Browns about to do? Because this is going to be That's wild. my question is, who who is this worse for? Deshaun which is pretty obvious, the Browns or the Texans. The Browns, because um, they had to have known this, and I did see some quotes of like this, the 24th accusation, the Browns were kind of taken aback. They didn't realize this was coming. So they were like, we we understand who this guy is, but one more and we're going to be like, do we even know Deshaun Watson? Just because of that grand jury. You know what I mean? Sure. Or is this uh, worse for the Texans? Because when you're a team and you are giving a guy NDAs to give to masseuses that he has, that's kind of a weird look, to be honest with you. And that's why I left the Texans. Mm. I'm telling you, and I said it from the beginning, it was not just Deshaun Watson. That front office is weird. There's something going on there. And if you read all the stories, it's it's a weird situation. And I'm sure that there's a lot of teams out there, yada, yada, yada. But I'm telling you, man, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of that franchise anymore. Um, but the worst here is Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Because now he's definitely not going to get traded. Right. And if you're Baker, you don't want to play. But if you want to be on any other team in big money, you've got to go out there and play and perform. Yes. Yes. That sucks. It's a real bad situation. But I feel like he thrives on like weird situations. That's when he really gets to be who he is. And I can see him being like, I'm going to play so good. Yeah. Get this weird situation and then get out of there. Get the heck out of there and go play for a team. I, I just, I can't believe the Browns are in this situation. What a terrible look. It's a terrible look for the NFL, uh, but I encourage everybody, if you're listening, I think it's Jenny Vrentis. I hope I got the name right. She, uh, it's her report for the New York Times is really, 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 really thorough, really good. Um, so check that out. Uh, last one here in the rapid uh, overreaction, underreaction. Um, uh, so we have a trio of shows coming out uh, one returning, I think two new ones coming out on ABC. And I knew this because I was watching the finals. You need to make sure that you're putting some respect on the first one that is definitely returning for like a 10th season. Oh, I know. And I know it is because it's Holy Moly colon forever. Like it's a James Bond movie. And it's like, y'all need to chill out. Okay. I don't need the colon situations. They've been having colons for a couple of years now. They, they love a good theme. Good for them. 
incredible. But I want to ask you, like, what are you overreacting or underacting to among this trio of shows? So the first one, we'll, we'll do Holy Moly last. Okay. First one is Claim to Fame. Uh, and it is uh, hosted by Kevin and Frankie Jonas, the bonus Jonas. Um, just there before I explain <laughs> what ho- this is about. Yeah, I was going to say, repeat the host again for me, please. That's uh, that that would be the the third and fourth ranked Jonas Brothers, Kevin and Frankie. How Here, how are you feeling right now, just with that information? Here's my notes on um, this particular topic: claim to fame, the other Jonas. I mean, if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know right there, mm-hmm. and in the preview. Good for him. I'm very happy for him. I'm glad he got an opportunity, but he is thirsty in that promo. He wants it so bad. And Kevin does not want to be there. And Kevin is the third Jonas. And then Frankie's the fourth Jonas. Yeah. And and Frankie really wants to be there. And Kevin is like, I got to keep getting paid, folks. I am not Joe or Nick. That's not my fault. I didn't do anything wrong, but I have to keep getting paid. So I'm here. But look at this guy. He wants to be here. Kevin's so in a bad. cash flow situation. He's like, I'm just paying bills, right? I'm just like, you know, I'm, or, I'm trying or to do beach my house, thing. you know, whatever. Do what you got to do. Frankie thinks he's going to get, he's going to become the new James Bond after this. Like he's going to be in the Marvel verse or whatever. And in the variety piece that announced this, um, it's Kevin who looks like he's about to walk into like a, like a shady massage parlor in like central Florida, you know? Meanwhile, Frankie is like draped over him. And I'm going to put the over under on pieces of jewelry that Frankie has on that I can see. I'm going to put it at three and a half. You taking the over the under. It's definitely the over. I mean, there it's are so many pieces going on. Yeah. There are three rings, three rings on one hand and a necklace. Look, I don't even know what's pierced. There's got to be a lot of piercings. And just a note for Frankie, if you're listening, and I know you are, um, we got to update that, that IMDb photo, you know, got to get the MDIB updated because it look, you, you look. I don't know, 10 in your picture here. And you're, you're, you're man now. Like you're, you're Frankie man. But that's how people remember him. You know what I mean? Ooh, it is. It is not good. The, uh, do you even care about the premise of the show? I do because of the, how, what's going on with the hosts. So sure. go ahead with the premise. So the, the premise is, um, uh, it, the contestants, they're, they're going to be secluded, uh, and they're going to participate in challenges and play something called DNA detective. And they're going to have to form alliances. It sounds like survivor, but I think, I've read a couple different places and never comes out and says it. I think if people can guess who your famous relative is, like your claim to fame is, that's a advantage or you get voted off or something like that. So I think you're out. That's my understanding. I think if that's someone pretty finds good. Out, I know it's going to be interesting. And to have Frankie Jonas, the other Jonas, yeah, uh, the bonus Jonas hosting while like he's going to have such a power play yeah. over these famous, you know, kids and relatives and stuff like that. And he's going to be like, yeah, but people know who I am, but people don't know who you are. And I love the idea of him delivering bad news like Madison. um, Liam guessed correctly that you are Scott Kahn's lease. Uh, niece so uh i'm gonna have to ask you to uh to leave the property you know it's like dark music or whatever um but you know this will be the third jonas tv show on television this fall oh what are the other two nick is hosting some nick's uh hosting a nbc dance show called dancing with myself yeah which is incredible uh and then joe incredible (laughs) incredible in an ironic way joe is serving as a judge on the mtv singing show becoming a pop star so you said serving i like that yeah, serving his time there. So uh, that's interesting. All right, the next one, uh, this is called Final Straw. Uh, and this is hosted by the principal from Abbott Elementary, who I think is hilarious. And Janelle? I, Janelle James, I think is her name. I don't think this is the right vehicle for her. I'm glad Doesn't she's getting paid. To be. I hope yep, there's brand awareness. Her. So I hope this like this is a stair step somewhere else. But it's basically it's just like a Jenga, Jenga challenge, but it's a TV show. Hey, we wanted to get Jenga here on ABC, but... They wouldn't license it to us. So let's do the final straw. That's right. That's right. Pro- produced by Mr. Uh, Omaha Productions. Correct. That's correct. Peyton Manning. I don't love the choice here to uh, do a off-brand Jenga challenge on a TV I know, show. but LeBron had the wall. Sure. And that got at least a second season and made a bunch of money. And then Dwayne Wade had that cube one, which was actually kind of interesting at times. Is that the one Mike Greenberg hosted? Um, No, I don't. Oh my so god. Mike Greenberg, you can say no. You can say no eventually Which one to some of these screen? things. Yeah, no. Uh did you ever watch the cube? I I don't watch You this. could call Dwayne Wayne in to do the challenge for you if you needed him to. Was he really good at like the cube challenge or whatever? <laughs> He's not really good at all of them. 
Why would you call Dwayne Wade in? Like, what, because rather, he's more athletic than you. Yeah, probably. But if it's like... I mean, back to the cornhole, right? Like, do you want Dwayne Wade taking a free throw for you or shooting little uh, ping pong balls into a bucket? Or do you want to do it yourself? Do you think you could beat Dwayne Wade in cornhole? Because it sounds like you think yes. you could beat Dwayne Wade in cornhole. Absolutely. Okay, no I just want to make sure I, I was on the record about that. Uh, and then last one is holy moly colon forever. Uh, so th- you are a big, big advocate of Holy Moly. Would you like to explain to people and by people, I mean everybody else listening because no one watches this TV show, what Holy Moly is? Holy Moly is a putt putt competition and it's incredible. And it's hosted by Joe Tessitore and the yeah. analyst is Rob Riggle and right. they do a lot of funny bits and they don't take it seriously. And it's produced by Steph Curry and he's been on there several times, um, and hitting shots against robots and doing various things. And they just have different gimmicks and I freaking love putt putt. And I follow, I, I subscribe and follow to somebody on um, Brooks Holt on YouTube that just posts pup videos. I see. I, I think the problem I there's have a lot, with, there's a lot to process there. I get yeah, that. Yeah, there is. I call it mini golf. I don't call it pup up because I feel like pup up makes me sound like a child. And as an old man character, I'm a little surprised that you will call pup up. You know, I just feel like instantly. Inf- well, infantized. we're in the biz. So yeah. I, uh, Joe Tess is probably obviously you're, you're, you're in there. You know, it's like your, your inability to resist him. I'm, I think I'm good with Rob Riggle. I don't think I need any more Rob Riggle in my life ever. Where else are you getting him? I understand that. I'm going to attempt to talk you out of it. Where else are you getting him right now? Do you know he was in the Marines or the armed services or whatever? Yes. The first thing everybody leads with. It's like, okay. He's not leading with that. Uh, I probably did at some point though. You know, I just rewatched Step Brothers and he was in that. (laughs) He just screamed. Was he really? (laughs) Yeah. He was, uh, he was the best buddy of Adam Scott, of Derek, the brother. It worked at the same place. God, that's really good. That's a really good choice, though. Just, like, he's the right fit for <laughs> He's like um, an unsubtle Philip Seymour Hoffman, you know? And I just have I no need for him in my life. When Holy Moly started, we were mm-hmm. close to getting too much Rob Riggle. Okay. I think we're at the co- correct amount of Rob Riggle right now. Okay, we've are course corrected. Of, are you thinking about Sunday morning on Fox? He shows up and does little bits on that. I actually think that those are 70% good. Uh, is it? Am I Am I like a like a total tourist if i'm like a miss frank caliendo is that bad no i love frank caliendo can we normalize liking frank caliendo unless he's problematic and i don't know if he's problematic but if he's not problematic i do like frank caliendo same ditto <laughs> just have to say it for everybody now sure he's making too much freaking money in vegas i think good for him good for him you know i like we a good impression frank oh, i, I, I like a good impressionist what's I like to say about us you're not a you child know? but you love a good impression what are we what are we doing here Elevated back in the old comedy. days People on SNL did impressions. They don't do that anymore. You know, they don't do that. So, uh, okay, well, that's, that's that's our overreactions, underreactions. Let's get to our over-unders for this episode. First up, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the NBA Finals. And to get into that conversation, I wanted to ask it. I wanted to frame it by the lead story of the Finals, which is Draymond Green turning this into a street fight. So the over-under I'll set is, how many shady altercations will Draymond Green be a part of for the remainder of these Finals? I've set the number at five and a half. Originally, I wanted it at 68 and a half. But cooler heads did prevail. So do you think he will have five and a half uh, uh, over or under five and a half more altercations, technical adjacent altercations in these finals? And as of recording, we've only seen two games. That's right. This comes out in a couple of days. Um, I'm going to say over. And here's my premise with Draymond. My premise is, is Chris Paul a dirty player? Is Patrick Beverly a dirty player? Is Draymond a dirty player? Or is he having a plan and executing his plan? Okay. Okay. This is a great question. I think Chris Paul is different from Pat Bev and Draymond because Chris Paul can do, he can uh, distribute, he can score, he can he play can a little defense. He can kick people in the nuts. He can kick people in the nuts. So it's kind of like when John Stockton used to do that because he was famously a dirty, dirty player, but he could also do other things. I feel like Draymond Green has, and Pat Bev are like, I can't shoot. Therefore, I will irritate. And it's not, it's not any other thing than I, it violates my sense of justice, but it also feels like an obvious thing that they're led. It's, it's like when Kyle Lowry was hitting the deck in the last few games of the Eastern Conference finals and trying to get every charge. It was just so, um, it was a bad product. I didn't like watching it. I don't like watching yes, Draymond Green irritate people. It was, yeah. it was confusing the refs. It was but confusing it's like, why are we, why are we tolerating people it. think? Why are we encouraging this? You know, it's just basketball like is a beautiful game and we're, we're, it's never been more talented. Meanwhile, I've got to watch Draymond Green provoke people and try to yank Jalen Brown's pants down. Like, I don't want to see that. Yeah, but if he was playing during the Stockton era, we wouldn't even be commenting on this, right? So that's right. why it's elevated now. It's like Lance Stevenson. Did he get in LeBron's head? 
did they did the Pacers win? No. But did he get in LeBron's head? Yes, he did. Like LeBron was having to react to him, right? Sure. You sure. have to react to Draymond. You can't do nothing. And Draymond knows that. Pat Bev knows that. I do think Pat Bev, you know, he got dominated by JJ and many others recently. I we talked about that, but um you know, it's just this Draymond thing. I don't know what to do. And it's it, to me, it's the same as Chris Paul. I bring up the Pat Bev because it was kind of recent lately, but I don't really actually categorize all of them together. But the Draymond, the Chris Paul, I can't say they're not dirty players, but if this was the 80s, 90s, and I'm not doing the old man thing right now because I actually like this NBA quite a bit. Not everybody does, but none of this stuff would even matter. So the mental warfare that he's doing and the the irritation physically and mentally that he's doing, I don't know. Am I okay with it? Is this oh, a, is this oh. is this the? I know, I know. But is this the ultimate on your team guy? Yes, you love it if it's on your team. But I think broadly, because I don't really have a rooting interest in these finals, I can just kind of evaluate what I'm watching. And you, how I'm Captain watching. Boston, doesn't have a rooting interest in these finals. I'm I'm not Captain Boston. I'm not Captain. You Celtics. love the Celtics. No, I do not love the Celtics. You were just texting me the Celtics like G League team two nights ago. That's not even true. And I did bet on <laughs> them to kidding. lose game two, and because I knew they were going to lose game two. Yeah, but it was a thing yeah, of yeah. it was knowing. Okay, so uh, the game two, they're probably going to let them play a little more. The Warriors are probably going to win this. I would I would I felt very confident gambling on the Warriors, and it was the thing of like they're not going to eject Draymond. So Draymond can do almost whatever he wants. And he kind of did in that game. And once he started that, it was like, well, why am I even watching this? Like, what what even is this about? And I know it's a it's a less physical NBA now where it didn't used to be. It used to be more physical. I don't even think it's not even a physicality. Draymond's not physical. He's just uh, disruptive. He, he, but but you're 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 saying the answer in in the in the problem is that if he can't play at a high level like you want him to, and he still wants to get paid, he needs to do the irritants thing. Yeah, yeah. But it, but I don't, um, I think I don't like the mechanism that allows for it to continue. Just like I don't like the mechanism. You, I don't you like just mean the because they're not going to eject him that game. Yeah, well, yeah. And I think game he two. gets, because he's Draymond, and because if you're a ref and you're thinking about teeing him up or ejecting him from a finals game, I think you have to do the calculus of, do I really want to do this? Because all they're going to do is talk about, was this a worthy choice? And then Draymond's going to go on after the game and do his podcast and do 16 hits and be like, and, and call me out and go after me. Or do I just call it a, a foul and not escalate it? And I, I don't like that that's affecting the game. Yeah, I know. And I get that it was a, even a different time more recently when he actually did get ejected. Right. And he got mm -hmm. suspended for a game versus uh, the Cavs a few years back. So yeah. I think the precedent there is that he will get ejected. So we can't say that he won't get ejected. I I'm, I'm totally with you that he was not going to get ejected from that game. I don't know that if it continues, if he's, I think he will get ejected. I just, I, I wish we could focus on the basketball and not the histrionics of it. That's the, that's the rough part. And but it's that's just, the thing is like, what is he doing? That's so terrible. I don't think he's doing anything so terrible. We just don't like it. And that is strategic in nature. Um, okay. Let's, uh, as we wrap up here, let's do our cameo closest to the pin. Um, you know, I was trying to find a college baseball person uh, to celebrate our college baseball conversation. Couldn't really find one. Um, I was a big fan of uh, trying to find Robin Ventura, you know. Uh, Houston Street? Uh, oh, man. I didn't even think about Houston Street. I was there when he was dominant, I, I saw the... Cause you were at that one? I used to go a lot, uh, but I watched the World Series where Rice beat, I think, upset uh, Houston because I was a big Rice fan at that point. Um, so uh, instead, when I was uh, uh, looking for personalities on Cameo, I was struck by a new addition to Cameo in the form of Coach Marcus Freeman from Notre Dame. Mm. So I wanted to honor you and be like, let's let's talk about Marcus honor, Freeman. Honor me. Oh my gosh, what a gentleman. Yeah, Thank you just, so much. Uh, you know, I kind of feel bad for you. You're down too. I just wanted to help you get back into the mix. Yeah, there. but that, what happens when I don't win this one? If I don't. Exactly. Exactly. Head games. Yeah. I'm doing Draymond Green tea right now. I'm just like tackling you and be like, and throw. My, look, my favorite is, I, I think in game two, Draymond did like he did an elbow to the neck and then he pulled someone down to the ground. And as soon as they both hit, his arms are out and he's like, Where's my foul call? Not on me. I got fouled. His neck ran into my elbow. You know, his gravity. I appreciate during the Marcus Freeman segment, you trying to subconsciously get people to think about Draymond Green. Yeah. And I'm not taking that bait. I've separated these two conversations in my head completely. Look at you. Look at you. Um, so the question is, 
Is Marcus trying to get money or is this charity? It's charity. It's publicity. It's being there. It's it's another way for coaches to show up on screen in front of recruits out of matching. Okay, that kind of changes the metric because I, I'll be honest. My initial number was one twenty. Okay, um, I've got mine written down. So you, you, can you flashed ahead. it, but I didn't. I didn't see it. I didn't see it on the screen. Right, and I'm not changing. So it. now that you've kind of reframed it, I'm going to go down to ninety nine. That's going to be my okay. number now because my number is a hundred. Oh, for real. Okay. I think it's a nice round number, clean cut guy, great looking, very handsome. All right. So let me pull this up. And I think he's got that number right in there that he doesn't get nonsense, but he also, you know, let's, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do a couple out here. My time's valuable, but you know, I'm a man of the people. One of those deals. Marcus Freeman, head, head football coach, Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Marcus Freeman is available for $100. Congratulations. Yes. Man, that I was two tight. points because I guess it. I guess it correct. That is not correct, but uh, I, I will confirm too. Um, hundred percent of the proceeds will be donated to support people in need. So, um, uh, it's a little vague. It's That's very not- vague. <laughs> is the charity checkbox checked, or is that just in the description? I don't know that it is, but I feel like Cameo has changed some stuff because the whole site okay, feels okay. a little different. So this so. might not be this might not be a Marcus Freeman problem. I, I think this is a uh, a very unorganized. I mean, it said new to Cameo, so uh, I know this. Maybe they're figuring out. You know, I don't know who the webmaster at Notre Dame is, so um, hopefully they'll get that uh, sorted. Well, congratulations to you. Um, I will not throw you. an allegation of cheating out. I feel like you had that in your heart and you knew that. Uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, you saw my number because I flashed it across I, the screen. I promise I you, didn't. You changed from one twenty to ninety nine. So who's to say? Why? Why would I tell you that I changed if I'd seen it though? I could have just done why my are you number. Smiling. That is a grin. <laughs> I won't say what kind of grin I swear. or what it's eating. I swear. I. I will be honest. I will be very. The amount honest. of times that you cheat and blame me for cheating is starting to get questionable. I'm not cheating. That's why I've been so bad lately. You know. Oh my gosh, you were just up three one. I know, but I got dunked on last round. You know when we had Andre. So, you know, it's <laughs> it all relative. Well for you. Didn't go great. It didn't go great. We were giving you. We were giving you guessing Bo Jackson's <laughs> jersey number. You guys, it was going so badly. You weren't even making fun of me. That's how you know it's bad. When people aren't busting your balls, it's like, yeah, wow, this exactly. is sad. This I agree. is really sad. I so. do agree with that. <laughs> uh, all right. That's going to do for this episode of the Over and Achievers. Before you go, please remember to follow the show on Twitter at OU Achievers and on Instagram at Over Under Achievers. Also, if you want to spread the word, you can do so by leaving a five-star review and a rating or by sharing the show with a friend. I'm Knox. He's Jason. We'll see you next time. Bad, 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 bad.